This is Culture Bites coming to you from the national news in Abu Dhabi. I'm Inas Rafai. And I'm Far Andrews. So today we're going to be talking about how to spend the long weekend in the UAE. Hip hop turned 50. 50. And what cool arts and culture events are in the country these coming days with Man About Town. And before we start, we want to make sure you get all the episodes as soon as they come out. So please subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Right then, so it's the long weekend. As we all know, we gathered in the first episode. It's my first long weekend in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, well, so you're, it's not your first long weekend. You've had Eid. Oh yeah, no, I have had Eid. I think I'm just like, I'm looking at this new period of time that we're going into. It's your first October. That's You've got, the one. finally, we've done summer. It's been a good summer. It's not been a quiet summer. It's been a good summer. But this is when the UAE really steps up. This is when living here is just wonderful. You can spend all your time outside and it is. So kind of as we get into October, you get outdoors, you can remind yourselves that you can have quite an outdoorsy life in the UAE after months in the AC. I actually had coffee today outside for the first time. What? <laughs> I know, I was, and it was really exciting. So I can imagine that everything's going to start opening up. I can't wait mm-hmm. to have like alfresco dinner. Yeah, exactly. That, so that is the biggest thing. Okay. We are going to kind of, some people will start eating outside in October. I still think they're quite brave because it will be quite warm. <laughs> but yeah, you can definitely go outside for dinner, have the kind of good seating. You're going to notice that lots of the terraces start opening up and this is what we like. But there's more. <gasps> so tell me, so there's, so there are things that are opening specifically in this time and it's just in time for the long weekend? It's a kind of beautiful coincidence. We've got the long weekend and we've got the weather kind of easing up. So things like Hatter seasons, that is the big one. That is the big ticket option. Um, Hatter is a very outdoorsy adventure spot. Northern Emirates, um, no, it's not in the Northern Emirates. It's Dubai. It's an enclave, but it's near the Oman border. So oh, it's wow. kind of about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes drive from Dubai. Okay. You get there, it's in the Hajar Mountains and it is so beautiful. It is the scenery is unreal and there is just so much to do there. Wow, that's really exciting because I think when I first got here, I wasn't imagining like that kind of like beauty outdoorsy thing other than desert. So is this different from desert? Yeah, there's it's very mountainous. There are desert scenes that you drive through. Nice. There's a massive misconception that in this country you come and you're either spending your life in the mall, in a restaurant, in a cinema or on the beach. All of those things are great. Don't get me wrong. I love the beach. (laughs) They're all all things I love doing. Um, But you can get out, you can go hiking, you can go kayaking in Hatter. There's a big Hatter Dam and there's spots for go hiking. There's this enormous... um, I think you just said hiking. Hiking. Not a word. You can Can go... Can we make that word? Hiking. (laughs) Or in Hatter, you can go hiking. (laughs) That's what they should call it. Hatter, take it. Run with it. Call it it hiking. There's this um, enormous slide that you kind of outdoor water slide that you go down and there's a ramp and you go pow into the uh okay. dam, which is I've never done it I'm I don't just, think that's for me I'm just scared <laughs> I think I'll be a bit scared I've seen those kind of things on Instagram so is it kind of like one of those Instagram friendly do you remember the one where the dad this wasn't in Hatter but there was a dad that went sliding down a water slide on his belly I jumped in and was like so proud of himself that po- people probably do that <laughs> <laughs> well I can't wait to go and see it then that sounds incredible and this year there's also some new things there's a um let me get the name of it an aerial adventure park, which has just opened, which is a high rope course with a giant swing. So there's lots of new things for people to get doing over in. Ah, 
The giant swing became quite a thing in Bali, didn't it? So yeah, it's quite nice to have one here. That vibe. Nice. But, uh, that is not all. There's like kind of everywhere that you're going around the country, there's going to be things opening up. Here in Abu Dhabi, the thing I'm most excited about, we've spoken about doing it, go for a cycle around the Yasmarina Circuit. Yes, Yasmarina Circuit. So from my understanding, this is free. Yes. You can go to it at any time. Children are allowed as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great family activity. And it's just getting people out and about again after the hot summer. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it has been open during the summer, but it's kind of like the better time. Much more to comfortable go. to do it now. Yeah. You've obviously been training for this. You've been going to crank on a weekly basis. So now is your time. You're going to do alfresco crank. crank. <laughs> I mean, me and spin is a thing. So yeah. <laughs> It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, get out. Get out. Do that. What else? Have you got anything else planned for the long weekend? So this weekend, I love taking my children to the Cultural Foundation in Abu Dhabi. We go there all the time. And I think like if there is a hot day this weekend, we're not going to brace ourselves for going outdoors. Yeah. We'll probably go to the children's library, pick up some new books oh, and nice. spend some time there. They also have PlayStations, which are free for children to Aww. use and like other educational games. So I love going there if it's still a bit of a hot day this weekend. Nice. So um, I think last week, um, I'm going to move on to a subject that we touched on yes. last week. And we spoke about quite a lot, which is the Hollywood strikes. Yes. Now, there's been a huge update this week. Major update. We woke up to it um, on Monday. On Sunday, the studios and the writers union came to a tentative agreement. Great. Which meant, effectively, the strike was has been finished oh right so as of wednesday the writers could they were the, the union said they could go back to work it is still a tentative agreement but writers have gone back as of yesterday what did the writers want exactly right a lot of things oh wow and to a degree they've got it all the union i think they used the word exceptional about the deal so this is good there was a lot of things that they wanted the main kind of headline points are protection against AI. Uh, that's a big thing. I think that's a big thing in our industry as well. Yeah, when I was reading, I was like, do, do we? We need do that, we? maybe, I don't know. It's it's something that I'm starting to recognize more and more when people posting things on LinkedIn even, yeah. that you can just tell it's AI generated. Exactly. I think it's really good for writers to protect themselves against this stuff. 100%, so AI protection, um, payment protection, and also transparency from the studios. So if we think about the kind of good old days of television when we would have big hit shows, they would go or we'd find out, oh, they've had 10 million viewers this week, 15 million viewers this week. Um, we still get that on network cable television. Streamers don't do that. Sure, Netflix gives us a little bit. They give us a top 10, but they don't share the numbers. They're very protective about it. Of course they have it. They're literal clicks on streamers, wow. but they are very, very protective of it. And so, and writers don't know that information. So one of the things that has been agreed is it will remain confidential but writers will be privy to numbers that's so important i'm just yeah. thinking about even for me like i look at how well you know my content's doing out there like i've looked at how well the podcast has been doing <laughs> <laughs> i've googled my own name no but like i do think these kind of things when you're making something because then you can react to things if you know something's doing well you know how to react to it so that 100%. must be so valuable to writers and then the really big the big, big thing, obviously, AI. So mm. it has been agreed that AI cannot write or rewrite any literary material. The big concern was, sh like, studios, if we think about some of the best scripts ever, you can you can get, like, some kind of Scorsese scripts and get four or five 
feed them into AI and then say, write me a Scorsese. Why can't I say it? Scorsese. 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 <laughs> style script. Martin. Yeah, write me a script in the style of Martin. Oh, Marty. Um, and it can do it. That's... And so that's what's terrifying, mm. right? And that's what terrifies me. If we had like, for, for our writers, write me 10 things to do in the UE this now, weekend. I have to, okay, flip side. Oh, controversial. I quite like the idea of us all adapting to AI. I'm trying to find ways that like I could perhaps like, get AI to learn my voice and maybe do the podcast for me. And then I could go and write a book. I don't know. You've only done this for one week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to get Please out of it too don't quickly. don't farm this off yet. <laughs> so go. So with the writer's strike, yeah. the actor's strike had a strike too. Has this now ended? No. The ah. actors are still on strike. They're, so effectively, Hollywood is still shut down. Um, it's So the big thing about the actors going on strike, a lot of it was kind of in support of the writers, but they had their own demands. So there are things that they are still not all in on. I would love to know these demands. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> among things that they want are 2% of the total revenue generated by streaming shows. That's one of the demands. Oh, wow. And that is just something that the studios That's are currently saying. Yeah. That is a lot of money. So this is the other big For thing just though. just the actors. Yeah. Like, is, that, is there a league of actors? Like how? The, if, if we think everything's contractual, right? So again, like harking back to cable, because this is the big thing, the kind of shift from television going from these cable shows to streamers, where cable, if we made like, for example, Grey's Anatomy, Every time, and then that's syndicated, every time an episode of Grey's Anatomy is shown again as a rerun elsewhere, writers, actors, people, they, there are like royalty checks, they come back in, but that doesn't happen on streaming sites. As soon as it goes on to a streamer, yeah, they get the money and they're paid handsomely for it. But there's no there's no kind of future protection, and that's been the really big conversation point. And so that the, the kind of where actors so, are still oh, That's so interesting. I mean, I suppose. But like consumers, what does this actually mean for us? Right. There's a lot that it means for us. <laughs> Instant wins. Yeah. We are going to get some of the late night shows back. So Jimmy Yay. Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert, they are all going to be back on air expected early October. That's Brilliant. great. Shows are going to start being written again. So it's not going to be a kind of instant tomorrow. We're going to start seeing whole new sets of sitcoms and streamers. That isn't going to happen, but they are going to be back in motion again gonna pick up. and then when the actors stop being stop striking then we'll start getting productions up and running again mean girls <laughs> yeah, that's what that's the big one <laughs> but the really big thing mm. is that we can long term expect less content oh does that mean more reruns of friends <laughs> potentially <laughs> I mean, they must they must earn so much then if they get this yeah they still get that wow because the so netflix has agreed to all these new sums, the new payouts, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but what they ha haven't changed is the amount of money that they have to spend. So I read this week that Netflix's content budget is, are you ready for this? $17 billion a year, which is wild. That's mad. But then I also know that that probably won't go that far. But it, it makes everything that we see on Netflix. Yeah. But that's not gonna change. So that money is now just gonna be split up differently, right? Okay. So then maybe we aren't gonna get as many kind of cheesy Christmas films <laughs> that all get commissioned. <laughs> the I kind think of, that's quite a good thing. I mean, I, I think love some, them. But <laughs> the, Every year I feel like they clog up my uh, Netflix feed. 100% they do. So yeah, less content is probably the really big 
effect, which is like ultimately as well, like less that people are writing. So there are knock-ons, but yeah. Hopefully we just, it's content, it's quality over quantity, maybe. Going and forward. that should be everyone's aim. So I'm really glad that yeah. it's happening. I do think that like, yeah, it, we should have more quality. I think when you watch something on Netflix and it's just been written really well or OSM Plus or any of the other streaming platforms, I'm not, you know, there's mm -hmm. no. There's plenty. But I do think that when you see something that's really, really well written, it just does stand out. And they are the shows that we go back all to. Or go back to. Yeah. And yeah, we, and they, we still get them. Like we get kind of once a month, there's a show that everyone just stops what they're doing and everyone just binges that one show on yeah. Netflix. And Succession. then- Succession. <gasps> so sad. <laughs> <laughs> and we get these like big ticket shows and then there's all the other bits that kind of like punctuate in between. Mm. You might see less of them. But yeah, that's that. Right, so I'm going to, I just want to talk about something that's really close to my heart. Go for it. Hip hop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I know you're a Taylor Swift fan, so I don't know whether I'm pushing the boat out here Listen, slightly. you can be both. <laughs> you can be I'm both. I'm not, but you can be. <laughs> you can be both. So this year, the world has been celebrating the 50 years of hip hop. Um, and it's not just a music genre. I like to call it a culture, a way of life. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle, but it started in New York in 1973. So it's 50 years. I do think of hip hop as being obviously poetry, but it's something that, has shaped a whole generation now. 50 yeah, years sure. is a really like long amount of time. That's gen that's more, that's multiple generations. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely encouraged different avenues of music. You know, you've got, you've got the rap, but you've also got kind of like the more like lo-fi that mm -hmm. I'm really into listening to lo-fi. I got stopped the other day at the pool. The guy was like, what are you listening to? I was like, called lo-fi were you listening were you that person listening out loud maybe maybe <gasps> let's not talk about it uh <laughs> she's that person <laughs> i am that person it was very low low lo-fi okay. okay um but i do think it's like a genre of music what i'm quite passionate about and since my emigration the big move the big move to the uae i've trying i'm trying desperately to get to grips with like the different hip-hop and rap that's coming out of this region and around the region it's huge. And there's more and more, like I think more artists are coming here mm -hmm. and celebrating the culture of rap. And I think there's been a lot of it in the region for quite some time. Yeah. Um do you know any? Don't do a don't do a pop quiz on me. <laughs> You're like Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. No, but like there's I think more there's... in my brain than Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what's really interesting and I wanted to share with you, because I think as it's the 50 year anniversary, I can share with you some music. Love it. Okay. So somebody that I've started following more and more is a Sudanese rapper and his name is Taya Padu and he's too dope, which I love. He's such a cool name. That's a good name. He's doing loads and loads of collaborations around the, the region. He's done one recently in Beirut. He was in Lebanon, like collaborating with artists there. But what I really like is that he is, first of all, Sudanese, amazing. He brings together that style of Afrobeats, which is pumping at the moment. I think anybody who's anybody is really like listening to Afrobeat style. And he's kind of merged those two styles together. So he's brought Afrobeat, but then he's also put it into Arabic, with hip hop Amazing. and rap, and it's, I'm gonna actually, play I'm, gonna, it. I'm play gonna play you some. I'm gonna play you some. Hip play. Hip play. <laughs> 
So that's just like one of his tracks. I love it. It's brilliant. And I think what is really cool is, again, going back to, he moved around as a person, mm-hmm. much like us. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Migrator. But he's lived in Sudan, Saudi Arabia and Qatar. Mm-hmm. He went back to Sudan and started like working grassroots, like music scene in Sudan, which I think is something that, you know, I we shouldn't lose sight of. I know there's a lot going on in Sudan. There's, you know, yeah. but we shouldn't lose sight of the arts that was happening there. There was like amazing galleries that are opening up. Actually, my team recently visited um, a pop-up that happened in Cairo to support the artists in um, Sudan that had moved to Cairo. Okay. So there's a lot going on. Um, and he's just like one uh, voice that I've heard from the region, which I thought is actually really interesting. Um, and he wraps in four languages. That's what I was going to say. I was like, that. there was like multiple things happening there. I was like, I understood part, but not all of it. Like, so there's a, a, lots of languages. Lots of languages. And we're seeing this more and more in this region. Like, I, I don't know. I love it. Mm-hmm. I know St. Levant really, like, pushed the boat out and went viral with his, um, what was that track called? Pop um, quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was in three different languages. It was in French, English, and Arabic. And I think for a lot of people who had to, or just happened to grow up with multiple languages, it's really fun that the music scene is taking that on board more and more in this region. Yeah, and like fl- flipping between everything, kind of so relatable, right? It's so much more relatable. And I think, you know, I remember in England when uh, rappers started rapping in like an English accent and that was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Like Dizzy Rascal. Everyone's like, what? You don't have to sound American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like, we're getting that mm. in this region and like the mirroring of like actually the culture that people were brought up with and like what's going on there. So I wanted to say, have a little bit of a shout out, a shout out to somebody who I've been following. Who's His name is DJ Big Hass. And Ooh, if you're yeah. in, you've heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's heard of him. He's got like a really like quite a cool show called Lish Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Instagram and it's everywhere else. And I just really wanted to shout out for his awesome support for like hip hop and artists in the region, mm-hmm. because I think he's just been championing their work for so long. So that's my little uh, digest there for you. Your hip-hop moment. My, my hip-hop moment. Did you say the name of the Two Dope song? Cinema. Cinema. That was the song by Two Dope, is Cinema. That was um, released in um, June. And yeah, if you are interested in St. Levant and you can't remember the name of that track that went viral, it was Very Few Friends. Okay. It's a bit of a lover boy track. Awesome. Yeah. Have you not seen the video? No, I haven't. So we're going to go to your oh, desk after Oh my this. goodness. I think it definitely, friends of mine in the UK who do definitely don't listen to Arabic music were sending me that video. Amazing. <laughs> and hello and welcome, drum roll again, to our man about town. Hello. Hi. He's How here. Are you? <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> finally, finally. Finally. We've been waiting for your dashing Good luck. For what I've been doing around town? Yes. Okay. So tell us, what's been going on this week? So um, this week, I got to go to a really cool exhibition at Opera Gallery in the New Atlantis. It's uh, an exhibition of Fernando Botero. And he is a Colombian artist. And unfortunately, he passed away earlier this month. He was 90. So a big, long, good life. He lived well. Oh. He lived well. So he passed away and then there's an exhibition. Was yeah. it planned? I think it may have been planned. I mean, okay. yeah. But so, so is it a reaction to his death or was it already happening? It was already happening. Okay. 
It was already oh. planned. So mm. um, timely. Yeah, it's very, very timely. Mm. To celebrate someone's life. Yeah, and his legacy. And his mm-hmm. legacy is these amazing paintings. He's known, I mean, you would know his work if you see it, even though you don't know his name. He's known for painting figures in these very voluminous, big forms. They look like big, giant statues. And he also did sculptures and drawings. And um, the exhibition at Opera Gallery has all of it. It has his paintings, it has sculptures, it has drawings. And what's really cool about his work is that he really subtly talks about like social issues or political issues in a really fun way with these very well-dressed, you know, colossal kind of figures. And Accessible. Yeah. I'm just hearing very like accessible. feeling accessible. That's it's accessible. very accessible. You don't have to like think about it too intellectually. You just see really cool paintings. And what's Speaking of accessible, the reason why he's so mainstream is because one of his paintings became a meme that we all know. No. <laughs> yeah. Wait, come on. Describe the meme. The I meme love the meme. The meme is the, it looks like a baby wearing a hat with a very round face. And it usually accompanies the words, why though? <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. I the why the meme. meme. Yeah. So that is his painting. It's a painting of a pope. I mean, he doesn't look like a pope. Pope okay. Leo. And it was painted in 1968. And so it's kind of hilarious, like how these really, not that old paintings, but they sort of have a new life on the internet as memes. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I think that's like part of culture, right? That we look back and forward. And that's like definitely us looking way back. That's a lot, you know, that was a much further back than the internet. That's why people are so funny on the internet. Like the fact that someone has found this awesome painting by this painter and then turned it into a meme that's like shared all the time without people thinking about it. I and, love it. and now when you go into the exhibition, exhibition you'll see like, oh, this this guy, this work looks familiar. And mm. then you'll see in the catalog, like the Pope painting and you'd be like, oh, he's a meme. So a meme. it's funny. It's I wonder how he felt about that. Yeah, because he was around when it, I have a feeling he probably didn't care. He was like so into his art mm. and he probably was not even aware it was happening. So yeah, but That's definitely cool check it are. out. Must have been cool. I guy. really like that there's a opera gallery at the Atlantis the Royal. I didn't know that. And so the, what a nice thing to have in, if you kind of were here on holiday, to be able to, like, when you're staying at a hotel and then there's an, a, there's like a nice art gallery yeah. there. So it's not just like pool, restaurant. So you've got an art gallery to do in your hotel. What an amazing thing to have. It, it, it's, a, it's a nice small gallery. Uh, and they have another one in DIFC, mm-hmm. which is much bigger. Like, I think it's two floors. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that's the first time I've been to the Atlantis Hotel. And it's it's uh, it's really beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is this the new Atlantis? The new one. The new Atlantis is a really cool building. I saw it for the first time last weekend. It's where Beyonce performed. Yes. yes. Right? Yeah. 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 So Were you there? Cool. No, I wasn't there. Were you there? No, I wasn't. No. I know someone. Oh, really? I'm not going to name drop. I'm not going to name drop. Was it Beyonce? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know Beyonce yet. Yes. Once she hears Culture Bites, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. She'll be all in. She'll be here. Yeah. What else have you been up to? What else have I been up to? Well, what I will be up to is later today, I'm going to El Cercalates. So Uh. that is a very cool event that happens um, at the, it's sort of the unofficial start of the art season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Coinciding with the weather. Exactly. I was going to say, add that to your list of things to do. I should have said it. (laughs) So I've heard about this place quite a lot. Um, But what is it? 
Is it like an area? So El Sakal Avenue. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, it's an it's a neighborhood, quote unquote, in El Qos. And it's made up of all of these warehouses that have art spaces. There's restaurants. Uh, there are galleries. There's a museum. There's a carpet museum. So it has a lot of cool oh, stuff. Yeah. And every time around this year, they have El Sakal Lates, which is the, again, the unofficial opening of the art season. And tonight there is live music. There's panel discussions. There are like 10 exhibitions that are opening. There's usually some pretty good food as well, right? Really good food. They have really good pop-up stores, uh, pop-up food spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, what and are they this called? is the why food in them? I keep hearing this name and Hackney. Yeah. Next to each other. Of, it's kind of a similar vibe. I mean, Sounds really cool. A shrunken down, but similar energy, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they have lots of food trucks as well. Oh, cool. So, yeah, which is Ooh. cool. So it's a nice vibe and it's a really good place to go to to meet other like-minded people who are interest, interested in arts. And mm-hmm. what I personally like about it is that it sort of reminds you like, okay, now the art season is opening. So from now until March, we're going to have so much stuff happening, whether it's in um, Al-Quds, Al-Sarkal, Al-Khayat Avenue, the Louvre. We have Art Dubai next year in March. You have Art Abu Dhabi in November. You have stuff happening in Sharjah um, Art Foundation. So if you want to know more about it, just come on the national on the arts and culture yes. page. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or just listen to Culture Bites. Oh, just, yeah, listen to Culture Bites, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so what is another uh, top tip for this this coming season? Actually, I forgot, but this week, last week, this week, yeah, I went to a place called Bookends Pre-Love Bookstores. Now, we all love books. Who I love books. Not just books, but who loves just browsing around a bookstore? I mean, that's that's the nicest thing to do. That's the nicest thing to do. And we don't have as many bookstores as we would like, but it's growing. And one of the places that I think is really cool that everyone should check out is this place called Bookends. And it's in the digital, Dubai Digital Park. It's a small, quaint bookstore, but... They have 20,000 books. Wow. Yeah, 20,000. This is small. <laughs> they don't have them all in front. They okay, have a whole okay. collection uh, of 20,000 books that are pre loved and they cross genres. You know, oh. you have fiction, nonfiction, education. You have books from the 80s that I saw on there, like novels from the 1980s. Is it 1990s, English, Arabic. English and Arabic. And I think there's like a few other languages. Because nice. what's really cool about Dubai is, you know, it's a transient city, right? So people mm-hmm. come here, they live here for five, 10 years, and they leave. And not everyone wants to take their books back with them so they sell them so there's this yeah. all of these books of people that have been here for a long time love this so it's 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 a really cool place to go to and they have like it's, it's designed really nicely they have a little book nook where you can sit and read oh so you can spend a day there yeah you can it's, it's quite small <laughs> but yeah you can spend a, a significant amount of time there okay. to browse and they have a computer that has all the twenty thousand books online so you can have a look and see i could just take some photos of myself looking quite you know, like an indie film yeah. icon. What is it? Like a <laughs> hashtag. Shot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's a very cool aesthetic now, the book girl, the geeky book girl. So you can Lit do talk. that. I am. Yeah. Oh, is that an aesthetic? Oh, God. I'm one of those. Um, oh, no, this is really embarrassing. I'm one of those people who just listens to books. Audiobooks. Hey, Audiobooks. look, that's reading. No, it's not. Is that still reading? Okay, yeah. fine. That's yeah. still reading. You're consuming it. Because yeah, I'm like enjoying to, it. I think of myself as downloading them onto my brain. We, we aren't here to be mean about the audio format. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And we don't judge how people consume stories. And lest we forget that back in the day before books, we all heard stories from our elders. Right? Yes. So Reciting. you are going back into to the essence of storytelling. Yes, oh. into my Arab roots, which <laughs> yeah. is reciting and reciting. Reciting and listening. Yeah. <laughs> listening. And that is what this podcast is all about. So that's it for today. And thank you for listening. Listening? Listening. Listening. <laughs> and if you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends. Thank you. Thank you.